Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Skids Up, uh, RC Heli Podcast. Today we've got two special guests, um, Marco and Johnny, or, or sorry, I say Marco and JJ. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Hello. At least, hey guys, these two guys are um, our team pilots for uh, Team XL Power that Frank has so graciously brought on for us. And we're going to have a pretty exciting conversation tonight, so uh, please stay tuned for that. So thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for the invitation. We'll get started with our, our normal round of updates, um, which is typically kicked off by Javier. Although, since he just informed us that he's been hibernating, uh, this might go quicker than, than we anticipated. So, Javier, go ahead, man. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Although I have one good update. But um, so um, basically, I didn't do much in the hobby except for uh, I did bring out my uh, soldering station because I received a battery pack. Basically, what happened was I, uh, I plan to have four batteries per helicopter because the way that I fly, uh, I pre-charge all my packs. So I try to have, you know, the number of packs that I want to have flights for because I usually just fly like Saturday mornings. So I pre-charge everything in the morning, very early morning. Then I go out to the field and uh, finish off those packs and go back home, you know, do family stuff. So um, the 500, I've been, I had been flying it with two and two. I charge in pairs. I charge my batteries in pairs. So I had uh, two two nanotech batteries and two of these uh, new brands that I found, which is called Ovonic. So I had two Ovonics and two, uh, two nanotechs. Uh, they were all 4,500 uh, milliamps. But uh, for some reason, the Ovonics were giving me less flight time than the nanotechs. And I really didn't like that. Uh, besides the Ovonics have like very short balance leads and it was kind of a chore to, uh, to put them in the, in, in the charger. So um, I originally had three nanotechs, but, but, but as I told you, I basically charge in pairs. So I had one of the nanotechs basically stored in, the, in a drawer, but I continuously just made sure that it was up on, on storage charge. So what I did is that I purchased the fourth nanotech to have all four nanotechs and basically retire the Ovonics. Uh, but the nanotechs come with uh, XT90 connectors and I use EC5s. Now, <coughs> lame, I, lame, lame. I know, Sorry, I know. <laughs> I very quickly realized that XT90 is far superior than EC5. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I popped open because um, I didn't really know how, how they worked. I've, I've, you know, I've always owned uh, these and it's part of my, you know, uh, Blade heritage. You know, I started with Blade. And, you know, of course, Horizon Hobby does everything on EC3s and EC5s. So, um, so you know, I naturally wanted to have, you know, the same connectors because I had already the, the adapters and everything for, for, the, for, those, for those connectors. So, I, you know, I grew up basically into that. Um, but it's always been a chore to, you know, put the uh, freaking, uh, case, you know, bullet into the casing, which is the most annoying part of the, of the EC5s or EC3s. So... Um, when those uh, XT90s arrived, you know, they were awesome. I just popped uh, a little cover that they have up uh, they, that exposed the, the terminals. I just uh, uh, quickly unsoldered one side, uh, soldered the other bullet, struggled for quite a bit to get in the casing and then repeated with the other side. But you know, the XT90s, I said, you know, that's amazing. But I already have my parallel charging boards, you know, and all my connectors and my ESCs. And, I made the math. I think it was like 
$120 or something to migrate to XT90. So I said, no, not right now, pro probably for a future project. So, but, um, but I did, uh, I did solder those on. So desoldered the XT90 and soldered the EC5. So now I have four nanotechs. So for me, it was a big deal because I don't get to fly these times of year. So anything related to the hobby was pretty good. Uh, however, and, uh, and, and this is where it gets interesting. I did have a quote-unquote quote lesson with Augie. So um, I did uh, reach out to him and we uh, were able to agree on a time. And uh, basically he said, you know, he told me, you know, what, um, what do you want to do? I said, you know, I, I really want to do uh, basically pirouette. My issue has been since I started, you know, my progression that I've kind of, um, uh, I've kind of plateaued uh, and I want to start using the rudder more basically. So I was not using the rudder very much. So I wanted to go to start to go into peering a little bit more. So he started to, to show me how to do peer flips. And it was, uh, I might say a revelation. I mean, it was, it was really amazing. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it, it was crazy. I mean, uh, I, when I did, when I started trying to learn piraflips, uh, you know, he told, he told me, you know, do a piraflip. And he told me, that's not a piraflip. I said, How? I mean, that, that, that's a piraflip. No, that's not a piraflip. That's two half piraflips, what you're doing. Uh, which is basically, if you see, you know, most of the pros, when they do what everyone calls a piraflip, they, they do, a, they pirouette, then they go from upright to inverted. They, they what, what Augie calls, they rest, uh, you know, a couple of, of, of revolutions, and then they yeah. flip again. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, they, so they're basically doing two half pure flips. They're not doing a full pure flip. Mm -hmm. And besides, uh, when I originally, you know, looked up on YouTube how to do it, I learned about the, the, what, what is called the famous stir, right? That you have mm -hmm. to move the, 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 the stick in kind of like a circular motion on each of the four quadrants of, of the stick. So that was kind of like uh, difficult. It took me forever to try to get that to, to you know, to, 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 uh, to first to understand it, then, you know, get it around my head, then to think about it, then to practice it, then to get some sort of muscle memory to try to do it. it took me forever. Uh, finally, I'm kind of able to do them. But then, Augie taught me in one hour uh, how to do them completely different uh, because it's, uh, it's basically, he taught me how to do a piraflip, which is actually a flip while moving the rudder, while pirouetting. So it's, it's very difficult to explain in words. You know, I, it took yeah. me a while to I, I, to I was just thinking, it. Javier, you need, to, you need to make a short clip on your, uh, on your sim and do it both ways, the way that you, you know, were doing it beforehand and the way that you were doing it after. Oh, you, you, you can't do that. Why not? It, you, you just can't. Once you, once you learn the Augie method, you, it's hard to try to do, like, I try well, to do Javier, one now. Javier doesn't know the Augie method. He was just explaining. But it's gonna, I'm, telling it, 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 it's, I'm telling you, it's, I'm telling you, it doesn't, it's not, it's quick, not. Quick, it's, make the video now before you forget. <laughs> before no, I'm just saying, you gotta say it. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. I don't you know, believe you. I better believe yeah. you. I'm telling you. I'll I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll I'll take okay. that on. I'll take that challenge. I'll take that challenge. Yeah. I'll try to. If I'll anyone can do it, Javier can do it. <laughs> no, I'm do telling that. you. 
if, and I tell you what, when you start like really listening to Augie and understanding how you do the maneuvers, the first month is really hard. It's, you'll hate, you'll hate Augie. I did. I did. And I love that I got it done. But then it clicks on you. And I don't know if, if Mark or JJ, you guys, you guys have been through the camp, through the, through, through that. So you guys kind of understand it. Did you guys feel the same way when you guys first started listening to Augie? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, learning the zero flip, I was uh, struggling before with a kind of like step by step approach or the piecemeal approach. We like came up with a bunch of names, right? And um, it been it, it was it was difficult for me to transition from one to the other. Um, I think I think your brain, like if you learn based on the piece piece by piece first, your brain always tries to use that crutch and uh, you kind of like keep snapping on that timing and um, so yeah for a couple of weeks I was like I was upset that I forgot how to fly the previous way <laughs> but that was a uh, that was kind of like a necessary uh, transition it was kind of like pulling a band-aid you know like uh. you have to do it fast you have to just go through it you know <laughs> Yeah. All right. So now uh, we need to now we need to schedule a time with Augie because I'm curious. Like, I'm just curious what I'm doing relative to the way I should be doing it because I feel like I've got pair of flips down pretty well on the sim at least. I can do them in real life, and I just I just do them way higher than I do them. In, in the yeah, sim. yeah. But so, it's just it, it's a completely different thing, Paul. I mean, the the you know, but, you think but, of pair of flips is as it though? that's the thing. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's the thing. There were that's so many thing. things that I thought was one way and it turned out being. Another, I wonder if I might actually be doing them the way I'm supposed to be doing. Remember? Yes, yes, yeah. you may, you may, but I don't think so. I think you're doing the, the stir. I think you're doing the stir because that's that's where you, that's information that you find everywhere and that's how everyone learns. But but it's not a stir, it's actually uh, a jab. Not on, gonna lie, on, on, I, I never, I never, really understood, never really understood what the stir meant. Um, I, just fiddled, I just fiddled with the sticks until I got it to work. Yeah, but, but it really means like, you know, uh, you're flipping and uh, you want to flip the disc in one, in one way, but the hell is, is rotating, right? So yeah. that means that that angular motion is going to be a mix of roll and pitch in the, in the helicopter frame, right? Yeah, I do a super fast so arc, like, right. up and like up and over. While yeah, it's yeah, and, and, and that's fine. The thing for me was that was the hardest, and uh, Augie helped me a lot with that, was, um, was to recover the, the sinking. Because, like, you know, when you're kind of, like, trying to do it, eventually you get out of sync, and it just gets all over the place, and it just starts moving, and then that's a, what, for me, was the hardest part to bring it to the field, because you try to do it, and it just moves away, and just like, oh, let me just take a rest here because I'm used to flying like this place that I, that I used to go to fly. It's like very small. It's a very small space. And uh, so for me, was, the hardest was to kind of like get back to the sink. And I, and that's what Augie helped me like really, really well. Like he said, you know, if you watch that, if you, if you uh, get used to just like looking at the helicopter without like the position of the helicopter you just get used to just like um your per peripheral vision of the tail and then you just kind of follow it it's like it's it's a little bit of like a a little bit of a magic moment there that you kind of <laughs> like yeah that, you know? in my case guys it was 
totally different since, um, well, first time I met Ogi, I was having a hard time because my dad just passed away. So I was kind of depressed. So um, I didn't fly for weeks. And then um, uh, I told my wife, you know what? I need to go fly and, um, you know, you know, clear my mind. I was having a hard time. Then it was Sogi, um, one of the fields close to my home. It's called Die Hard family, RC family or something like that. And then um, it was one of my friends, you know, his name is uh, Poly 3D, that's how we call him. Yeah. And uh, I was, hey, how are you guys, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and he pointed to me over Augie and like, did you see that guy? And like, yeah, what about this guy? So he had a couple monsters and I was like, really? Because I never met a monster in real life, right? So I just watched a monster in the simulator um, and then I was like, I want to see the helicopter. So I, I was just, I went over him and like, oh, I, this is the first time I watched the monstros and like, oh, really? Yeah. But I didn't know who he was or who he is. Right. But that time I was like, he started to be like, um, kind of like, you know, very serious with me like that. But as soon as I, I saw him flying, you know, and he started to do the period takeoff, like, oh my God, he just impressed me. He just impressed me the way he flies. JJ, and, how fast does, does Augie fly? Oh, he flies. <laughs> uh, you, he can fly as fast as you can imagine without even thinking about uh, orientations because he's not based on orientations. He's just based, you know, in instinct flight. So you, he can go like in the highest rate, spinning the tail. He is still going to be able to control the helicopter and the, the way he wants. Yeah. So he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Then, well, the thing is, like, I, I was chatting with him. I, I didn't know who he was. And then, uh, but he asked me, because he, he saw me fly. And, of course, I was, I was flying like, like shit, because, you know, <laughs> it wasn't my moment, right? But yeah. uh, he, the first question he, he made to me, it was, when you start flying, you don't know nothing about uh, orientation, right? And, like, I, I don't know. I didn't know what to answer because at the same time, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Everybody uh, is based on orientation. And he said, yeah, a little bit. Like, no, no, you start just playing around with, your, with the sticks at the moment. Your body knows how to do it right now. And like, well, yeah, I have to be honest. Yes, I, that's how I start. And like, ah, okay. <laughs> and he said, I'm just planning to do, a, you know, same sessions and teach the people how to do what I do. And like, I'm going to be the first on the list. So after that, um, I started a, a friendship with him and I didn't know who he was for weeks, really for weeks, until somebody, somebody told me he was the designer of the Mostro. And I was like, what the heck? So our friendship starts like really nice, really cool. Right now he calls me Carnal. Carnal means, you know, brother, friend, like really, really close. Yeah, really. Orale, uh, Carnal. Correct. So really That's my bad friend. attempt of a Mexican accent. I'm sorry. No, uh, it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> but dude, definitely, he just opened me a world in the in the RC hobby in the helicopters, because we could say we speak the same language, talking about the way we fly. We don't need to talk about. I believe me, guy. It was a nightmare when I was trying to learn RC helicopters in the simulator. And most of the guys was trying to explain me like 90 degrees to the right, 
Now, oh. 182, that was completely blowing my mind. I never get how to do that. And I tried for, let's say, more than a year. So when I met Augie, I was stuck. So not progressing at all. But once I met him, it was a big change. It was a big transformation the way I'm flying right now. So basically in two years, my progression went from zero to 200. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just amazing. So I know many people are saying like, oh, no, no, what is that? That's a blasphemy. Everything is based in orientations. Once you learn August method, you'll be completely free to fly the way you want. Yeah. But I don't want to start a discussion. I'm really open <laughs> you, mind. You've already started it, Johnny. <laughs> no, yeah, listen, before, yeah. before we start a, a, a fight or whatever, not a fight, but a, you know, a discussion. <laughs> hey, look, controversy is good, man. I'm telling everybody, you Everybody is going to learn different. For some people, it's going to work. For some other, definitely don't. If the August methods work for you, good. It doesn't work, just go back for the orientation school. It is fine. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, the key, I, I think that the birth of the whole orientation, uh, like process learning was, was really, you know, when simulator either sucked or simulator simulators were just non-existent. Uh, I learned how to hover when, like, this is so my, my mom was like super patient. So this was 20 years ago in Brazil, super expensive to, to have a hobby. I was uh, fortunate enough that my parents gave me the, the helicopter. My dad was angry at and my mom because she spent the money on it. And, and anyways, uh, the, the other day, I, I even sent them a, a message thanking them because this kind of like shaped my career too. But um, anyways, it's not another story. So I started, I started uh, to hover by having one of those, do you guys remember those crosses that you would put on the- on Yeah, the, the chicken sticks or the, the- training gear? We used to call it the Bigfoot training. in Brazil. And I, Bigfoot, okay. And I, and I had a neck strap. I had a neck strap on the bottom and a hook on the ground. So it would limit how much the helicopter go up. And, hello, you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that, yeah. that end up being a good idea or a bad idea? how much the helicopter go up, yeah. <laughs> It, it would limit how much the helicopter would would go up, and then um, not let the helicopter tip because tip over because the cross would touch the ground. That was horrible. It was horrible. Anyways, uh, but back then, like a gallon of nitro was the equivalent of a hundred dollars now. Like it's just like super expensive. So really, I think the yeah, I think the wow. birth of of this uh, you know orientation thing was like really. You learn slow, but you you don't crash, and it's kind of like, eh. You also don't have much fun either. So kind of like, the hobby really, really started restarted for me, like a couple of years ago. Similarly, like when I started, like moved to Seattle, I started flying here, and then I ended up meeting Augie. And then when he said that his name was Augusto, and he had he had the website Augusto Heli, I remembered accessing that website when I lived in Brazil. Like I would actually like download all the videos of Alan Zabel uh, flying on that website. It was just awesome, awesome to like, a, it was a, too, a, a big coincidence to meet up with him at the, at the field, accidentally actually, so um, yeah. 
so, so that's funny. You know, uh, you know, I, you know how I met Augie, right? I met him through the hangout, of course, right? But I didn't let I didn't let Augie into the hangout for like uh, months because I didn't know if he was the real guy. I didn't know who he was. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's some guy from the Pacific Northwest. I'm not letting him in here. I don't want those guys in my hand in the group, you know. And it was. And it took me forever. And then those guys. And then, <laughs> and then Mark, you left his freaks. <laughs> and then I'm like, Marcus Kim invited him. I'm like, what does, how does Marcus Kim know him? Because I knew Marcus from all the videos. And I was like, oh, okay. If he if he says he's cool, then yeah, of course, no problem. Because what what would happen is if I wouldn't let someone in, someone that was already a member would reach out to me and said, hey, this guy's cool. Let him in. I'd be like, all right, cool. I trust you. Um, but when Marcus did that, I was like, okay, guys, I guess I'll let him in. And then between me, him, him letting him in and me making him an admin, I think was like less than six months. Like I was like, yeah, dude, you want to help me run this thing? Hell yeah. Come over. <laughs> and then it's, then the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. You still haven't let me in, Frank. You don't. You don't have a Facebook. I don't want to hear crap. Oh, right. Yeah. Let me in. That's like saying that you haven't been led into the club of nitros either, Javier. Yeah. So, Paul, you, how, how did you start? How did you start flying? Uh, um, me? Yeah, or, uh, or all of you, I guess. Right. Uh, Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I'll start that one. Um, uh, yeah. So I. Uh, my. It's funny. My my parents actually bought me a. You know those cheap mall uh, coaxial helicopters you could buy at the mall kiosks like 10 years ago? Uh, yeah. My parents bought me one of those for Christmas. And much to my wife's dismay, it became my favorite thing on earth for about two weeks. <laughs> and uh, I would, we, had a, we had a two-story loft. And my favorite thing to do was just to like fly it up the stairs and then just, just dive bomb into the bed. Um, <laughs> she was a fan of that. <laughs> but, you know, it was, yeah. it, was like, it was like crack after that. You know, I searched for you know, the better and better and better and better things. And, and finally just got tuned into the, uh, into the, into the hobby through a pretty deep rabbit hole that, that, that hit hard and fast. I mean, I think I went from the coax helicopter to a, um, let's say to a T-Rex 450 in about uh, three weeks, maybe four weeks. I mean, it was, it was really fast. And then from there I got, I got really scared just because, you know, if you, if you're not familiar with RC helicopters, a T-Rex 450 is very intimidating. It's a killer. Uh, yeah, and, and, then, and then and then you see this, and then I saw the, I saw my first uh, goblin, you know, maybe six months later, and I was actually terrified. I was like, "Oh God, this thing can can like cut my head off." So I I, I stopped for a while. Anyway, we uh, we we discussed this in one of our other episodes, so I won't go oh, yeah. into in it for too long. But I, you know, I uh, I came into it pretty much on my own, to be honest. I didn't know anyone that was into this. Every all my friends, you know, made fun of me relentlessly for playing with toy helicopters in my free time. Um, and then, you know, over time found these guys and it's just amazing how, you know, how tight knit the community is, how everybody knows everybody. And I've loved being a part of what little bit I can do with the podcast, at least kind of being able to meet, uh, meet new people and stuff. So it's been a, it's been a really, really cool journey, but I am, I am way more interested to hear about this background in Brazil slash career at Amazon, um, history. So we need to, we need to cycle through our updates real quick so we can get to the to the main discussion yeah for sure and i'm not uh, done yet no you are no, I, I think you I think are. you said you were done no yeah, i'm not, not, not we, 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 right? we segued we segued into that but what i wanted to what i wanted to <laughs> we finish mistook your kindness with, for the fact that you were done <laughs> yeah, uh, so what i what i wanted to basically uh you know close the loop on that one 
was that I was saying that, uh, you know, it took me forever to learn the stair slash half pyro flip, pyro flip, right? Um, so the last, uh, the, the session I had with Augie was uh, a week ago. I've had probably two to three half hour sim practice sessions. And I'm already flipping uh, while, you know, controlling the helicopter during the flip. So granted, granted, I'm not using the collective right now because, you know, he, he teaches basically by using the using next and locking it on a particular yep. height. Uh, yep. And uh, and then oh, you know, starting. About to starting ask how you moment. didn't just like dive into the ground when you flipped it upside down. If you were yeah, the yeah. So basically, it was that. But you know, it. I I really believe that this method shortcuts uh, directly to the brain. You know, because it's so easy. Because you don't have to yeah. think about, uh, you know, about the stair and how to do it and if it's the left quadrant or the right quadrant or you know whatever when i all these things that i was thinking when i was learning the the the, pyro, the regular or old school pure flip um but in here it's just rotate and and jab the and, and jab the the elevator that's all you do so um i i found that uh what was it today in the morning i think i had because i'm i'm basically like waking waking up early because um, I want to learn Italian and I want to practice on the helis. So I'm like waking up like very early to practice a little bit of both. So, Is this so you can get your dream job working at SAB? No, it's because I want to get my dream job of working at my company owned by Italians. <laughs> I know, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> You're like, Paisan, spaghetti, meatballs. <laughs> yes, yes, they, they don't like me too much when I go into that. So. Wait a Mexico. second, you had me at spaghetti, you lost me a meatball. Mexico. This guy's an imposter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's not Italian at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, so this, this, uh, this method really, you know, at least for me, you know, uh, Johnny, I agree with you. You know, there's, there's some people that will learn one way, some people that will mm -hmm. learn another way, yeah. you know, but for me, I felt like this method was like a complete shortcut of, you know, uh, even though it undid everything I had learned because I, I found that while I was jabbing, I was, uh, I was inducing other, other movements and I was, and I was not getting it, but I started, you know, very quickly getting into it. And I think, uh, as I said, I think it was today that I had my last session and I, all of a sudden I noticed that I, I couldn't, I couldn't peg the rudder any further. You know, I was at the, at the limit of the, of the rudder range because I wanted to start, you know, making it faster and faster and faster and faster. So I realized that I was going as fast as you know my 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 period rate was. So I was doing I like super up, fast. I just have to up the the, the uh, rotation rate. Yeah, you will. yeah. And but you will. it was like you know remember remember that movie uh, you know Spider Man the original one uh, you know the uh, not the original one but the one with uh, Tobey Maguire. Um, where great, where great powers comes great responsibility. Correct, but that that part where he where he discovers his speed and there's that like this fly moving in slow motion because he's moving so fast and thinking so fast and thinking ahead of time that everything seems to move in like slow motion. Do you do you guys remember that part? Yep. Um, I yeah. I f I felt like that. I mean, I felt like like you know the the the, the helicopter was rotating like crazy. But I felt like I was in perfect control and understanding where I needed to do it 
to, to, to hit the job, to rotate where I wanted to. It I, was, I'm, I'm getting it was, mental images of Javier and like, you guys seen the movie Limitless? <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. That's what I'm, yeah, Javier, your name is, is the Spidey. He has Spidey sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, it, it's really something, something worth. And I think, Paul, that you're, you're kind of like that, that mindset as well, that it would really work for you. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I was, was sure. going to say, as soon as you finished your 10 hour long update there, <laughs> you know, the last, last, you know, I was, I was listening to our, to our last episode with, with Frank, where he beat me with all those Excel power, uh, updates. So, you know, I had to come back with a vengeance, even if I had just like, because you you realize that I'm talking about two bullet points only. <laughs> no, we, we've talked about this. We can only get our, we can only get time in, in the winter. So it's, we realize that it's March, winter is over, and we're just like clawing on to as much as we can before you take over <laughs> <Yeah>. the show. What I was gonna say is that I am, um, you know, I, before we record next time, I am going to bug Augie and see if I can get some time in with him so I can also, because I feel like I'm the only unenlightened boob just sitting around here. I don't, I don't know what, I've never experienced it for myself here. Like, I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this, that the first couple of times that you listen to him and do what he tells you, you're going to get really mad. You're going to be like, why am I not flying any better? And it, and it, and it but it, it, have, it took me about a month and then it clicked on me. And then when it clicked, I was like, wow, this is great. I remember tell, showing you guys, I was like, remember this? And they said, uh, showing you guys videos of me trying to do it and how much easier it became for me after that. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that well. So, okay, I am, so, so yeah, so for next, voice, next episode, I will, have, I, will have some, uh, I will have some personal thoughts on the matter. All right, awesome. <laughs> okay, so 45 minutes, I'm done. <laughs> okay, we might need to split this up into two episodes, guys. <laughs> this is going to be. You know, I, I was telling you, you know how much time, how much of a hard time I had making that one three-hour episode actually fit inside the upload limits of our podcast provider. It took me like five times exporting it. You know, next these Frank's updates, we can we can just fast forward them during edit, and then you'll fit everything. <laughs> So Frank's the only one that's he'll, got. He'll talk Frank, like a chipmunk. Frank's the only one that's got meaningful updates, dude. <laughs> Thank you. You know. Oh, you're saying dick. my updates were not meaningful. Thank you so yeah. much, Paul. Oh, you yeah, bought it much. Did I stutter? You bought, you bought a battery that wasn't a maniac, so I don't understand how that's even possible. But I, <laughs> I didn't want to even bring that up. You know. Uh, you bought you know? a battery and you put a defective. You put an inferior connector on it, man. Yeah, yeah. You, it's <laughs> like it's like buying a, It's like having a Ferrari, but. It, cheap knockoff one and then putting in some uh like 87 octane gas no it's like buying a goblin and making it nitro i guess oh, <laughs> oh. oh man oh my god <laughs> okay go 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 that was amazing by the way thank you that was a good that was a good comeback um so I, i'm thinking uh for the sake of time i i saved my rcho uh update for the next uh next recording or do you want to do it now, Paul? What do you think? You know, I feel like that could be an episode of its own, honestly, because there's so much. Yes, happening. I think it should be because I think those guys, those guys deserve the the good, you know, go through. And I know with um, Monica and JJ here, you know, I could go into it, but it just wouldn't be fair to them. I kind of want yeah, to prepare for it. Let's do that little. next week. I agree. That's a good idea. Let's do that next week. Why don't you just get into stuff that you've been up to outside of that? How's that? Cool, cool, cool. Um. So essentially what I've been up to is I've been building some pretty badass helicopters. 
Uh, I got to go. I got to go fly at. Uh, I've, been, I've gone to go fly for the last couple of weeks, every Sunday, which is really good. I, I went to an event, but I'll save that for the next episode. Um, I ordered some really nice Futaba servos. You know, the first time I've ever spent so much money on servos. So I'm excited for that. I got how uh, much? How much money did you spend, Frank? <laughs> well, I can't really say what I pay for them as a dealer. It would be it would be a fair. But let's just say I, if I, if I was just a regular customer, I would have spent close, to, uh, close to a grand on servos. Oh yeah, and this yeah. is just this is for a single solitary helicopter, correct? No, well, so technically, it's uh, I got five servos. I got three cyclics and two tails. because uh, I was gonna put the tails on some of the other helicopters that I have. Um, because I I got so I bought uh. Technically, I bought a used uh, BLS-276, which is like one of their really, really good tail servos. I got it last year from actually uh, Dan from the Heli Head Show. Uh, so, and I was like, okay, I can't really fly this anywhere because I'm flying for Bird and at DK and, you know, but he didn't have servos and I needed a tail servo. I was like, all right, I'll just pick this one up and I'll replace it when, uh, when they come in stock. And, and then I put it on my, the helicopter I wasn't supposed to be flying at the time, which was the XL550, and I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved the pure rate. I love how controlled it was. It, was, it just felt really good. In my, it just felt really good. So I flew that, and I was like, oh, man, this is good. And then, you know, getting, uh, after coming back from this event, I'm like, man, I really want to get a Protos Electrics. And that's, I got that on order. That's coming in. That's, that should be home. That should be here anytime soon, actually. I was like, all right, and that's going to be my main electric that I'm going to use at events. And, you know, Futaba's always been bulletproof, so I won't have any problems with, with those servos anytime soon. So I'm like, all right, I'll spend the money and, and load that heli up with, with a nice set of uh, Futaba servos. And I got a Contronic 160 going in it, you know, and uh, a trusty 4525 520 KV Scorpion motor on it. So it's going to be a really nice helicopter to fly here soon. I can't wait to have it. Hopefully I can have it done before my fun fly or at my fun fly. It's every time I've had an event, there's been a helicopter built during the event uh, for me to fly. So it's pretty nice. Hopefully some of the guys that come will help me build it. What's the uh, dates on your fun fly again? Uh, uh, March 19th, 20th and 21st. So in less than uh, uh, two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to make that one this year, man, uh, as much as uh, I would like to. Well, bro, thank you for breaking my heart. You and Mark are <laughs> the same. You guys are just <laughs> oh, breaking yeah. my heart, you know. Um, Javier, are you going? <laughs> I don't want no, to be the only one too... to break Frank's heart here. Uh, no, uh, well, I'm, I'm too far away. I kind of have an excuse. Wait, what are you talking about? Like, we're literally the same distance, man. No, no, it's not the same distance. You're like it's a hop, skip, and a drop away. You know, Doug Darby's driving from Dallas here to my event, you know, just saying. He, he definitely loves you more than I do. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I wish I had the time to actually drive across country. I would love to yeah. do that. That would be awesome. So I've driven you know? from Pensacola to Miami. And holy shit, that was like the worst drive I've ever done. It was for, took forever. And Pensacola is 10 hours away from here. <laughs> Dude, um, so that's, that's kind of been where I've been at. You know, I got some uh, new toys coming. I'm going to check out some uh, looking forward to my event. And that's about it for me. 
So, Paul, what have you been up to? Oh, God, dude, nothing. Nothing at all. Um, I wish I could Holy, say not even I like I've the honesty. Work- <laughs> I've been working. I mean, I've been working a ton. Uh, so, I... So, how's, the, how's this a, programmer... Okay, so really quickly before we go on. How's this programming life treating you? You know, compared to the old, good old architecture life. That, well, dude, you know, my, you work- my, my programming job is only taking up, you know, 40 hours a week. I told you I'm doing the, um, the roofing and the, the remodeling stuff with a friend of mine. But that, that yeah. stuff has just been taking up a ton of my time. Um, it started off as just something that I wanted to do for fun. And um, it's, I mean, I, I enjoy, I still do enjoy being tangentially associated with the building industry. So I don't mind it as much, but it's been taking up a lot, a lot more time than I thought it would. I was thinking that we'd get like one project a month and I can knock one of those out, like super simple, you know, do some modeling, some rendering designs and stuff in like, like two or three hours. But like we've been getting so are like you three, actually- or four, three or four projects a month here. It's ridiculous. So are you actually creating docu- construction documents for, or just design work? Just design work. So design work, renderings, you know, guiding the clients through the, the process and everything and seeing what they want and, and producing, you know, Lumion models and, and, and then working with like my partner is a contractor. So I'm just working with him to then produce all the other, um, all the other stuff. So there's no, I mean, it's, it's so, you know, it's so informal compared to what I'm used to with, you know, with HKS, but it's, we've been getting more business than I thought we would, which has been taking up cool. a ton of my time. Um, no, I, I still, I only work 40 hours a week in my other job, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, awesome. so we, what, I've, uh, what I've been planning is I'm taking tomorrow off, and then I'm also taking um, an entire week off over spring break, and I am going to put an iPad in front of my children, drive them to the flying field, and we're going to stay there all day while they watch cartoons and I fly. So I'm going <laughs> to finally get some flying in uh, uh, over their spring break, and I actually tuned up my uh, 570 and the Spectre, uh, and the Oxy. So uh, those three are ready to go. And um, I should be able to, you know, I haven't flown since, God, early December. It's been that long. So I should be able to get some flights in uh, in the next week or so, and I will report back. But um, other than that, I haven't really been up to much with the exception of I got a new gaming laptop, which um, I know Javier will appreciate. Also, I was listening to a, uh, a podcast where one of the hosts was a Valheim fan, so or Valheim fan. So I will... Uh, I will say that I've also started playing that game as well. And that'll be it for my updates. <laughs> so let's move into, um, so Marco and JJ, let's, let's move into, you know, I obviously want to hear about what you guys have been doing uh, in, the, in the recent past, uh, but we can then segue that into some more specific questions uh, that I know Frank has. So um, let's see, JJ, do you, want, do you want to get us started? And then maybe just talk for, you know, say maybe a few minutes about what you've been up to, things, projects that you've been working on that are really exciting to you. Um, then we'll switch yeah. into, into Marco and then we'll do a, a joint interview from that, that point on. How's that sound? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, um, I've been really busy, uh, you know, a part of the hobby. Uh, this is a system when people is calling to get estimates. What I do for a living is just, uh, I have a painting company. So we paint houses in and out. And then, uh, Everybody's just uh, trying to get on a spot, you know, with a schedule. And uh, so I receive a lot of calls. I have to go and drive over the customer and that consumes me a lot of time. But um, a part of that, I've been working with graphics, you know, uh, you know, I really yeah. love the graphics and that's kind of like my passion and my second hobby now. Of course, my first one is uh, RC helicopters. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so I, ha- I haven't the time to... Uh, start building my Spectre um, that I received from Barack Kaboom, like a part of the deal, you know, being part of the Excel Power team. 
So which I really appreciate that. And uh, but I, I really haven't time to start building. So I started building my helicopter uh, basically yesterday. Um, uh, well, I'm just gonna use the, I think the X Nova motor. Uh, I think it's 40, 4530, uh, 525 kV, which is yeah. a good motor. But honestly, I mean. Um, Nothing against uh, X Nova, but I, I really love how uh, Scorpion works. The torque is out of I out really of love Scorpion. I really love how uh, the ESC works. In fact, I'm going to use a 300, 300 um, ESC for the for my Spectre because this is going to be one of my, you know, it's going to be my secret weapon that I'm going to be flying uh, hopefully soon in the the next events. So. Uh, yeah, I'm have you ever had a chance to fly one before? What was that? Have you ever had a chance to fly one before? Or will this be your first one? No, no, no. This is the third. It's gonna be the third. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I had two. For some reason, I sold one, but I'm flying the the one I get, the first one, and then that helicopter has been with me for like three years already. Uh, that helicopter, it's bulletproof. It's a tank. Um, oh. The most expensive price that I have with that helicopter is being like, uh, let's say, a hundred bucks, including blades. So, wow! I mean, super including super blades, including blades. blades. Yeah, because uh, right now Marco and I and a lot of a lot of guys here in the Northwest, we are using those uh, RJX blades. Yeah, you guys uh, are the uh, RJX uh, distributors. For God's sake, how many blades yeah, you guys have? <laughs> I really love so those blades. So when we order our team, we got like a hundred and the last order was a hundred and five sets of blades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> between how many people uh like, like 10? 10 people yeah. yeah you guys each got 10 sets of blades on average wow. well actually i got 25 and most other people <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so jj really quickly yeah. now i gotta ask you you be completely honest how much how how much do you get annoyed every time i tell you to change a graphic on something because i tell you to do it a lot Oh, no, no, it's fine for me. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's just that I, I have a really short time to do it because I, I have to deal with all, all my regular stuff. And sometimes I get like, I really wish that day has more than 24 hours to uh, complete all my tasks. I'm, I'm those kind of person. That I, I'm super hyperactive person. And uh, I really feel so bad when I, I cannot accomplish whatever <laughs> task that I have to do in the day. And then it's like, oh, damn, I have not enough time to finish the pictures. And I have to, I'm still have, I own you like two, three pictures for Jimmy and uh, a couple more guys in the team. But so, uh, yeah. JJ, it's my impromptu graphic designer for like all the teams that I manage. So he's always helping me do something. So JJ, thank you so much for everything you do. Oh, no I do. Honestly, you, you know. It's funny, I know how to do this stuff, but JJ's just naturally talented at it. So he's actually done all my posters for me for my last two events. So, yep. oh, nice, that, nice. Yeah, that's his work. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've been just uh, I'm planning to finish my Spectre probably tomorrow or in this weekend. I don't know how the weather is going to be, but we've been flying, right, Marco? Like last week. And I think yeah. we flew like. Two weeks ago also or three weeks ago when we were Is taking that, the videos I, I pretty much every weekend we just like wear like you know <laughs> rubber shoes so it doesn't get wet yeah it's all about weather and then we just go fly so it, it snows in your area and you still fly yep yeah 
Javier, what's your excuse, man? Fly with rain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My nose. My nose. I. You know. You know the Darth Vader thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have no choice. We we are living in Washington State, so it is what it is. So all three of you guys, you, uh, uh, Marco, and uh, Augie, you're all at the same flying club. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. That is really yeah, cool. we have three three very good clubs here. Uh, actually, four. Four, four very good clubs. Really, within within are, are you in the Seattle area or in? Yeah. Just, well, okay. Yep. And there's yep. there's four. There's enough heli pilots to make four there. clubs, huh? That's oh, there's a lot of people that fly. That's, oh, there's a lot of people from Boeing, right? That that like mm. fly planes or helicopters, yeah. and so yeah, and a lot of people in person. Gotcha. Well, since you're since we're talking about that, Marco, what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Well, I've been up until about a week ago. I was very busy at work. Was kind of like averaging about fourteen-hour days. Uh, uh, you know, finalizing some some stuff at, at uh, my job, and then uh, I decided to take a break, which has been great. And uh, I've been flying pretty much every day and doing. Uh, some housework, but um, let's see. I I, I crashed today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I crashed today. I crashed my Spectre. Uh, it was uh, I was very happy with the crash because I love when I crash and I'm actually trying something new and stupid. Um, so that was fun. Uh, I and I was <laughs> I was flying my Pro's Nitro, which is you know it was. Uh, when I first saw the helicopter, I, I, I was already in love with it. And then it was just um, hard to get. And then now uh, with XL Power bringing it and uh, I'm just like, I am, I am in heaven. It's just like, I'm in love with the helicopter. It's so much fun to fly. Oh man, you don't need to give me another excuse to buy one. I, I really, I really want one. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm get, talking about. Get, get a YS ninety one. Just do us a favor and get a YS. Don't get a. Well, see, we we were oh. we were talking with with Kerry Shirley <laughs> uh, kidding, a couple Frank. episodes yeah. ago, and he was talking about the conversion for both the Kraken and the Protoss is it turned to a gas conversion, and I I mean I feel like I need to get both. You know, like I want a gas. I want a, I want a gas helicopter. <laughs> I want a nitro. But my 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 garage and my wife both say that I need no. I do not need any more seven hundred size helicopters in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I never tried a gasser. Um, I I wonder if it, have have you guys ever tried one? I yeah, I've I've owned one. I've owned one. I had a Goblin uh, Leviathan conversion gasser. Was it a was it a Black Thunder frame or a old seven hundred original seven hundred frame? It was actually the the frames were from the conversion, but the well, sorry uh, airframe. I meant. Yes, it was. It was actually an original 700 airframe. Actually, you guys might have seen this helicopter fly. Uh, you, you guys remember Dan Reed from the RC Heli Nation? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, it was his. It was his whole helicopter. Oh, I see. I see. Mm. I see. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I have yet to try one. I I never flew one. Um, they're just heavier. It's just it's different. It has a lot of power, but it's just heavy. So it's mm-hmm electric with a lot of weight on it but mm-hmm. not that's not the same power delivery like you know, the delivery just, just i just realized that we um carrie sent us a series of tech tips um 
And now yeah. would be, since we're talking about it, now would be a perfect time to interrupt this with a, with a word from our sponsor, who's not really a sponsor, who's not paying us. But um, <laughs> here you go. And, <laughs> yes. that's where I will, and that's where I will cut the audio and throw Carrie's clip in. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't think of a better place to put it. But anyway. That's actually perfect. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, I'll keep going, man. Oh yeah, no. So I, I uh, yeah, I never want to guess here, but it sounds uh, sounds like it would be fun. I I started with nitros and um, started with the Raptor Thirty, and uh, and I think I I always had like I I have a love and hate relationship with nitros because occasionally you have that one day that like basically nothing works, and then you just have to pack up and fly the electric, but um. But you yeah. see, I knew it. I knew it. But it's not no, every no, day. No it's one's not ever every said day. it's not a thing, Javier. <laughs> no one's yeah. saying that it isn't, you know? It's like, look, dude, it's like, it's like banging the really hot girl, you know? She's really hot and you're banging her. But, you know, sometimes you're going to get a lot of bitching and you're not going to get to bang her that day. But most of the time, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, wait, hold on. So, so ipso facto, you're going to bang the other less hot girl that you brought with you for just such an occasion? Oh, yeah, you, you, you know? <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. That, that's a good one. That yes. yeah. That's, that's um, what flying a is like. Sometimes yeah. everything is great and beautiful, and sometimes it's just misery. You it's know? not in detriment to electrics, though. Like, electric, like I, electrics have been a major uh, gift to the hobby, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, um, before, well, I don't know. At least for me, I, I saw the birth of, like, electric helicopters and how they have gotten so much cheaper than than nitro um it's, it's such a gift to the hobby oh my god like you know i i would like to do some some research to figure out which industry actually made it uh so affordable but i i have a feeling that it was like you know cell phone industry made batteries so much cheaper that it was so, uh so easy to get now. So, um. you know, actually, I, I did have a, uh, a random question for all of you guys, Javier excluded, but um, how true to life do you think that the physics and flight modeling is of the uh, nitro models in, I guess, you know, your average simulator? Does, uh, a, does a nitro simulated model feel similar to the way a nitro does in real life, the way an electric kind of feels like an electric mm -hmm. does in real life? Don't think so. I think the the it, it it's it's a lot easier to bog the the nitro engine uh, in real life than it is on on the simulator. A lot easier. Yeah, the tune on the sim is perfect. You mm -hmm. don't get you don't get that often on the on the real life. You gotta learn. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. I agree. So, so, simulator developers, there's a feature request. So randomly bog the engine and or just make you know make put a random integer in there so every 13th day the helicopter just won't fly it's like oh sorry it's not working today you got to use the electric <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah indeed and so i, I an example of this like it's um like i I am working on this maneuver like that. It's a uh, so it's rolling TikToks, so like tail down and you're doing TikToks in, in place, they're just rolling and you transition from like this this thing to to skid in and then go back, right? Um, and on on the sim it's so much easier because you're doing it on a you're doing it on a nitro and then you start messing up the collective 
and uh, it just has all the power you need to, to like, you know, push your way over. I tried, I try in real life, and I bogged the engine so bad when I did it, you know. Um, and I, yeah, it's, I, I think they need to, to improve it. And we should probably just uh, send a note to, to, uh, to Klaus and send a note Klaus, to, yeah. to the other, yeah, uh, the other developers to just, you know, make the engine a little less perfect. <laughs> That's true. I think I'm going to get a nitro at some point. I never own a nitro, but I, I have the chance to, to you know, flow on a, you know, a Mostro nitro from Augie's and some yeah. other nitros. And I love it. I mean, it's awesome, but uh, I know myself and uh, it's very hard for me, you know, be dealing with mechanics and all kind of issues. I mean, I'm, I'm just a flyer. I, I enjoy to fly and uh, when I crash, it's like, ah, I have to rebuild this thing again. And it's, it's, it's difficult for me, but um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give myself the chance to try a nitro. I mean, especially, especially Protoss, Protoss nitro. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I was watching Marco flying last week yeah, and it's, it's, it's so amazing. These guys are making me so proud as their team manager. Jesus Christ. I love you guys. You know, I got to say that. <laughs> like, I've had the opportunity to fly a friend of mine's nitro at the field, but it, you know, I was so worried of, I mean, it was his pride and joy and he's, he was amazing at it. And I, I was so worried that I would, I would drive it in. So I didn't, I didn't really get to experience it. You know, I, I hovered it, I flew it upside down, did a funnel with it, but that was, that was it. You know, I didn't want to break it. I didn't want to crash it. So I, I don't feel like I really know, like I got, like I really got a good feel for it. Um, yeah. Probably won't I, have my, have my own actually. I, I am the same way. I don't, I can't like, I can't feel very comfortable with other people's values, even if they say, you know, if you crash, it's no big deal. I don't know. I still don't feel comfortable. I, uh, it, I, I think even if I, even if I flew for a long time, the, uh, somebody else's helicopter takes to try it. Agreed. Um, yeah. To, to I, I mean, I, I got to fly my, my uh, a guy's logo 200 and I was scared of, I was scared of crashing that thing. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no way was I going to feel comfortable with a 700. It was a, it was a T-Rex. It was a 700 T-Rex yeah. Nitro. It's like, nope, yeah, no, yeah. nope, nope, nope. It's been a while without flying the small helicopters. It's been a while. Um, right now it's 700. It's all I have on my, on my hangar. And um, I don't know, probably the 550 XL power is going to be one day. But uh, That's, you'll like it, man. It's light. I don't feel the joy when I'm flying the smaller one. It's like, ah, yeah, it's a little mosquito, but I don't feel yeah. that adrenaline. I need to fly 700s always. <laughs> yeah, I, I have definitely, I haven't flown my 550s hardly, you know, at all since I've gotten my, uh, my 700s. Uh, how many, how many 700s do you actually have, JJ? Me? Uh, I have three. I have three now. Okay. Yeah. It's a good number. But, uh, is a good I'm number. planning to get the, the fourth one soon. I don't know, but it's going to be in this, in this season. Um, um, well, honestly, I'm thinking, um, I'm still thinking if I'm going to get the, the Proros Nitro or I'm going to get the, the Proros Evolution or Evolucione. Um, Evolucione. <laughs> Evolucione, yeah. Evolucione. Hey, wait, wait, I hear Javier speaks Italian. Maybe he can tell us what that means. Yeah. <laughs> not yet, not yet. I'm, I'm like, in like fourth module. <laughs> evolucione. Evolucione. No, evolucione with the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Molto bella le cattere. 
<laughs> since, we were, since we were talking about the uh, the five the five hundred or was it five fifty I guess for the the yeah. XL? Didn't you say you uh, did you crash one recently? No, I just I, I put I put it in like an OB money. Like I beat the hell out of it. I was <laughs> you didn't crash it. Like I destroyed it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't destroy it. No, it's funny because I I uh, to rebuild it was the boom and once and one of the skid uh, uh, supports. So not even the full, not even the pipes, just the skid uh, skid frames. Blades, I'm assuming, or not even. And those. blades, and an e okay. the ESC caught on fire. So I literally <laughs> oh, caught the, awesome. uh, yeah. Um, Ouch. Yeah. But no, but it, it, I don't know. It, it was just, I don't know what it was. I think it was the cold weather that uh, made it happen. You know, because it's a weather. warm weather helicopter. Yeah, the cold oh, weather. I thought, made uh, it. Oh, okay. So I thought you meant you were flying in Miami. It's like, oh yeah, the cold weather and what, 62 degrees. No, no, that's <laughs> that's when I was that was when I was at RCHO uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. You didn't even yeah. need a new canopy? No, no, the canopy's fine. Like, it's just, wow. I, I, there's, there's a burnt spot inside of it, but it's not broken. Hmm. Um, no main shaft, no spindle shaft, no tail shaft. Like, it's a beast. And the, so, yeah, I've lucked out. But I was trying, man, if you guys see the videos, you guys knew I was trying to put the, that thing in. I was flying solo, and I was trying to stare the fire up with the helicopter, and... Uh, yeah, I, I ran out of talent, honestly. You know, you mentioned the um, the, the no-bent main shaft. I would actually like to see a, maybe you guys know of someone who has been able to bend a main shaft in a, in a uh, Spectre. <laughs> Do you know anyone who's, who's bent a main shaft in a Spectre? The thing is just, Very uh, hard to it's bend a steel, it's like a yeah. solid pipe. <laughs> I, I need to check mine from today, though, because I did have the, <laughs> I had the, the wire, the wire from the, from the blade um, wrap around the, the main shaft. Oh, nice. So nice. it just yeah, came, came it just, completely out of the blade, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was doing um, pirouetting rainbows and I was trying to get it lower, lower, and lower. And, and, then, and then I hit the blade on the, on the ground and then just like wrapped around. Yeah, it was not, it, 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 was, it was kind of ugly, but it was, it was, a, it was a good crash. Again, so I'm just, I'm just curious, like, was there any of the blade left or was it just, you know, just a wire sticking out from the blade? Just the wire around, <laughs> man. And it's just like, oh my God. It was like a, and a puff of that, of that, uh, that I've never seen that was inside before. the blade and just like. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that is pretty, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But I, I think I'm, I think I, I'll have it up by the weekend again. Nice. I, break that much. Yeah. I, oh, I by keep the way, a very healthy stock of parts at home. <laughs> nice by the way the last weekend i, I had the chance to uh, make them my uh protos max v2 um i had that helicopter before time ago and, it's uh, an evil now, Zion, eh? no no it's not no, the, it's, it's Zion, just the v2 it's the, 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 the legero with the regular yeah, yeah the regular yeah, the and, stuff. and then uh i had the helicopter like a year and a half ago so or almost two years so i really enjoyed that helicopter and i i had the chance to to go back on that one and uh, made them went just so nice. I just need to, uh, you know, make some tomb on my, on my own requirements. And, uh, but that helicopter is nice. A little heavy, yes, but um, it flies good. And uh, it makes a great show, honestly. I, I love how the, because I like those kind of loud helicopters, you know, when the, the blades just start farting. The blade farts. Yeah, so I love that kind of sound. and. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to, 
you know, go with a nice tune and, 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 and try to do my best on that helicopter. Yes, definitely. It's, it's a lovely helicopter. Nice. Hey, by the way, um, we've been talking about all these Excel power and protos, but we haven't really talked about equipment. I think that we touched on it um, a little bit. But, uh, you know, what radios and uh, what batteries, what chargers, what everything you okay. guys use. Uh, so, uh, Johnny? Okay, for me, uh, as I got big control. I've been flying big control for like probably two years. I love oh, quiet, it. Frank. Uh, Frank, shut up. Before, before to get that. Make it a fool of yourself, Frank. Before to get that control, I was flying Futaba. And it's a good radio, but I mean, I never liked the feeling on my hands. It's very uncomfortable. And, but one of the things I really love for V-Bar, and you're going to say, oh, this once again, another guy telling, you know, you know, <laughs> the beautiful things about V-Bar. But the, the main thing for me is like, I don't have to use a computer to do my setup, right? Like right away, like buying and fly. Like you can change whatever, whatever setting you want from your V-Control without any problem. So that's why I love that, that uh, radio. So yeah, um, part of that, what I'm using on, on the batteries. Well, right now I have no batteries, just one pair of good batteries. So hopefully I'm gonna get uh, um, at least four or five packs, you know, Maniacs for sure. I already get one because uh, uh, Fran uh, sent me uh, a, a pair of, of Maniacs and oh my God. I, if I, I was, wh where's my pair of Maniacs, man? Come on. I was expecting <laughs> Really, um, I mean, I hear really good comments from Maniacs, but when I tried Maniacs first time, it was like, a, wow, it took me, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds to really take control of my helicopter with exactly the same, exactly the same RPMs, but the power is insane. And I'm not kidding, you have to try it, try it yourself, and you're gonna see the power is amazing. So uh, I really love those packs and planning to get, um, you know, I don't know, four or five sets and uh, for the whole season. So um, you go, go kind of crazy too, right? You do like 2300 RPM on your speed. Well, yeah, I love to fly with uh, yeah. high, high head <laughs> speed, yeah. yes, a little bit. Um, my a regular... little bit, 2300, little bit high speed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the um, the regular uh, head speed for me, what I feel comfortable, uh, and the point that I can fly kind of slow, mellow, but at the same time I can go aggressive is uh, 2200 RPMs. Sometimes oh, 2150. That, that, that's that's a, a slow head speed. That's a slow head speed. 2200. Yeah, that, that's my mellow. And uh, <laughs> if I want, I want to go a little crazy, I go for 2300. But I have the chance to fly. Um, 2600 RPMs and it's just insane. I love it. Too many people think it's it's scary. It's like, you know, it's scary, but it's not. It's definitely not. Until you fly, when you have the chance to fly that head of speed, it's like, mm, it's not. Fly it's very not far from me. Just just fly very far from everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah, man, I, anything over 2000 scares the shit out of me. <laughs> you have to, you have to really, uh, you know, pay attention in, in all your mechanics all the time. Uh, a lot of people like to use uh, blue Loctite on the head. I, I never use blue Loctite on my head. My head what is really areas. I use red Loctite. Like on, the, wait, the head, on, on everything? Oh, not on everything, but head, tail, and those it's... critical parts, you know, the motor, 
motor parts around things like well, that. Well, sorry, I, I meant everything on that, like every bolt on the head. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you just yeah. take a blowtorch to it in order to get it out? No, <laughs> just put it, take just, it apart. Just just put the right amount. I do the same thing. Everything that yeah. moves, everything that's critical, like if the bolt comes Correct. loose, my helicopter comes down, it's right. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same exact yeah. way. Yeah. So I want to yeah. make sure nothing is gonna happen. Uh, but still, I mean, uh, probably you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, sure your helicopter is in good in good shape, but. Um, you know, after, let's say, if you're going to be flying like 2,500, 2,600 RPMs, you have to take a look every, at least every 10 flights, you know, double check, everything is in the same, in the same place. And yeah, and uh, apart of that, you have to keep your distance all the time. I'm not one of those guys that fly really close to me. Well, some people say yes, but uh, I know my limits. So Marco, is that true? Does the, Marco, does he fly close to himself? Because <laughs> I know you fly with him. No, he no, he he's very, a very responsible flyer. I, that's I like what to I like to feed him that's though, what... but yeah, he's very very responsible. Yeah. That's yeah, what I like we, to hear. We we watch out for each other at the at our club too, because like if you're flying too quick, too close, we just uh, uh, we just say like, hey, it's not that we like you, it's just that we don't want to have to call the ambulance. So. Um, <laughs> that's nice. That's, good. that's very nice. There was a guy. There was a guy at my club that flew a Gowie X7 uh, full tilt into this the uh, the pit area, and it hit the metal two inch metal pole that held up the oh. tin roof. And it was, I mean, just blind luck that it happened to hit that pole and not a person. Not yeah. Oh my god, man. Uh, man, yeah. that 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 you know that that caused a stir. If you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, in fact, today, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, one of the things that I did today also was like, I was doing like sound abatement and like we, uh, at our club to like, make sure that we are not uh, bugging other people. But um, most of the people, most of the spectators uh, are worried about safety, you know, if it actually flies into, into the crowd. So, but yeah, it's, I'm glad that most people in this hobby are very responsible, so. So we don't have we don't have issues with so yeah. issues as it could happen. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's just it's interesting that there's not, you know, anything else that's this dangerous at the recreational level. There's usually kind of like certification and oversight and all this kind of stuff. And you know, you can yeah. you could just buy one of these things and spin it up and if you want to. And thankfully, thankfully they're so intimidating that it keeps, you know, it keeps the stupid at bay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it does it does worry me, you know, like you're gonna it's 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 so easy for one of these things to. Um, I guess we could. I don't. I don't. I don't want to steer this conversation into uh, regulatory and FAA nonsense. So I'll, I will. Stop oh my talking. God! It's going to stop talking it. right now. But <laughs> um, I do. These are things that keep me up at night occasionally. You know, like uh, what if someone decides to destroy my hobby, and this is the way they would do it. <laughs> so actually, I have a couple so, of questions for, for for both of you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. Well, uh, first, let's go back. Let's go back to uh, you know to get out of all these uh, uh, you know dark mood. Uh, Johnny, are you sure your last name is not Alsadi? What do you mean? Johnny Alsadi, yeah. It's I'd watch that TV show. Uh, yeah, I would too. <laughs> oh, that that's uh, really a, <laughs> a nice thing from you. Um, I wish. No, um, honestly, I, I feel really happy with my progress. I've been in the hobby for five years and a half. So I start. Officially, I started in um, 2015 in the Snohomish um, 
found fly. And, and actually not, because by that time I was flying still a Blade 200. Um, so not even a 3D helicopter, but I, I had that helicopter already uh, on my side. And then um, I went to uh, Snohomish and right now I'm living pretty close to the field. It's just 10 minutes from my home. But um, I was living in Seattle when I, when I just get there the first time. And um, I mean, uh, it's kind of hard because, you know, just uh, English speakers. And um, I found a guy, his name is uh, Miguel Mesa. He's uh, also from Mexico. And uh, when I saw him, he like, uh, what is this guy doing over here? And um, he just uh, received me really nice. And I was, I mean, I started chatting with him and like, dude, I really like this hobby and I just, I really fell in love that day because, I mean, I was flying this much little helicopter and when I saw the big one, 700, it's like you said, uh, Paul, it was intimidating to hear those big helicopters, you know, making those uh, hard noises. And uh, But at the same time, I was like, I really fell in love with the hobby. And then... Um, and then after that, he, he told me, well, I can help you to, to build your helicopters. And he recommended me to get the uh, 450, Align 450, the, the T-Rex 450. <clears throat> and then I was like, yeah, I, I'm down. But there is, there is just an inconvenient, he said. And like, what is the inconvenient? I live in uh, Tualatin, in Oregon. So that's three hours from, from Seattle. And okay. I said, I don't care. I really want to get in this hobby. So I, I went driving for like two months, every two weeks, you know, three hours in order to wow. get my first helicopter built because I have no idea how to build a helicopter. I have no idea how to, you know, program in the helicopter and do all the settings. So he just teach me a lot. I, I really appreciate his help. And uh, so after that, I really start to get into the, the hobby and I never stopped. So at some point it was frustrating, you know, because I have nobody around me who, can help me to give me, uh, you know, ideas how to fix my helicopter, how to do my settings, because uh, I remember he just uh, do the setup of my helicopter and it was kind of like really low rates and I was kind of boring. Like I was asking for more power for, you know, um, I, I've been always on really impatient people, impatient person, sorry. <clears throat> so uh, I was asking for more power and, you know, more ideas, more knowledge. But anyways, he helped me a lot, and um, I used to start by myself after that, and um, well, the time goes flying right now, here I am, five years and a half, just really into 3D helicopters, and uh, I'm glad, but this this never, I mean, if I didn't meet Augie, probably I I was just flying like, like before, stuck, and just the same level but once i met augie he just opened my world like in into a different level yeah nice that's awesome. nice that's awesome to hear uh, how, how long have you been flying for um i guess for uh, co for companies you know how long have you been uh, sponsored by different composite well, companies or, or helicopters? that happens uh like two years no yeah, two years ago, and the first sponsor uh, that I, they invited me to be part of the team, it was HRB Batteries. That was my first sponsor. And um, also, um, I'm part of the uh, Next Simulator 
uh, team. Um, he's really cool. Um, basically not really getting a sponsorship because, I mean, it's just a simulator. But at the same time, I really enjoy to, you know, to try to help people, you know. It's hard because most of the people go for, like, you know, the normal school of orientations. And it's hard to explain, like, dude, it's not that I'm selfish and I don't want to try to help. It's just my, uh, the way I fly is it, just different, right? Instinctive. But um, it, it was fun because yesterday somebody left a comment in um, one of the videos that somebody posted. I think Frank shared that, that video in um, Excel Power, uh, one of the Excel Power groups, I don't remember. And somebody asked me, hey, can you teach me how to, can you teach us how to, how you do your uh, score, course screws? And I was like, yeah, I can try. And um, so we opened a, a session last night on the next simulator and I was trying to explain, oh, but that was funny because this guy uh, told me, you know what, I'm deaf. So uh, audio, audio thing doesn't gonna work on me. So is it okay if we just text? And I say, yes, not a problem. So I tried my best. And um, JJ is so good that he can actually text and do a corkscrew at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't text and fly. Text, Don't and, text fly. and fly. Yeah, all the things <laughs> at the same time. Not really, but yeah, you know. And um, so I, I, I was practicing with him for like 20, 25 minutes. And I asked him, I, I hope I, at least I, I gave you an idea how to do this thing. And he was so happy with me. Like, dude, I really appreciate it. I learned a lot with you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow. I mean, this is kind of like a dream. You know, I, I still, I'm still feeling like I'm in a dream. I mean, being part of the Excel Power. It's an international uh, team pilot company. And it's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about what that, um, you know, like you said, you're part of this international team. What does that mean for you guys? So you're relatively, both of you are relatively new to the Excel Power team, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think less than a month ago. Yep. Yeah, what kind of responsibilities go along with that? Like, what do you, what do you guys do as part of being a, a team pilot? Do you go to, you promote the hobby at events? Or are you guys digital only? Like, uh, especially during like, you know, the pandemic, how exactly does that work? Oh. Um, I, I've been, I, well, even before, I guess, I've been helping as many people as I can with, uh, with the kit. I got, uh, as of now, I think I've got about 13 people trying, uh, trying the, the Spectre and actually eventually getting one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know, I think just overall, I, uh, I don't know, Frank. I I just try to be a good. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm listening because I want to. I want to get. I want to. Because it's funny. Judging. I'm, I'm he's, trying he's to understand. He's judging. <laughs> no, no, I'm not judging. I, of course not. I haven't <laughs> seen. So I I like to lead by example, and I think JJ as well as Marco, you guys do really good because you guys are constantly posting. So that's always that always makes the the sponsors feel like they're gaining their money's worth, which is which is important. You know, this is a business at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, but you guys are you guys have a great reputation, which is one of the first things that that I, that uh, attracted me to you guys. Uh, but more than anything, is you guys are really good, you talented pilots, and I've never heard anything bad about any of you guys. And I and I know a lot of people in the hobby, and everybody comes and talks to me and tells me, "Hey, this and whatnot." 
uh, and you guys are genuinely really good people. And, you know, of course, Augie recommending you guys was, was, was an easy, was easy for me, you know, was like, okay. Um, but you guys, you two guys were my, uh, after leaving SAB and, you know, and coming over to, uh, um, Excel power, you guys were like my first, like, uh, trial by fire. I was like, all right. Uh, cause we had a big meeting and stuff like that between me, Chris and, and raw. And one of the objectives this year was to build a strong team in the West coast. We had, we had a lot of pilots up and down the East coast, but we really wanted to, uh, get involved more with the heli, uh, the heli scene in California and in the West coast, all up and down the coast. So, um, yeah. Marco and Johnny were my first guys. And, you know, they, I don't they, they haven't told me yet, but I think they were a little nervous that they were not going to be on the team after I told them so. So I had to, like, <laughs> they, I remember them being a little nervous with me. And, like, yeah. is this really going to happen? Is this going to, like, it was, I know that some yeah, stuff happened, yeah. but they haven't, they, no one came and talked to me about it. But a little <laughs> bird told me otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's like, uh, it, I, I think in, in general, it really is about um, about getting people excited about the, the hobby. Yeah, for and sure. Like a, and, uh, you know, to be completely honest, I think that the, uh, you should represent a brand that you like and you think is, mm -hmm. you know, a good brand mm -hmm. because then you're like, you know, you don't have to sell the brand. You just like help people. Mm -hmm. with with their helicopters and then if they try it and like it they're they're gonna stick with the brand you know but uh and i think i think uh i started i tried all brands i really 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 like the the spectre and started like up into i i, I have two spectres that are set up exactly the same same servos same esc same motor everything the same um awesome and, uh, and i've been like basically when a jj uh, has seen it like i i would go to 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 events and i would just like crash one and then like five <laughs> minutes later i'm flying the other one <laughs> mm -hmm. you know yeah um, yep. so i i, I agree i've done the same thing yeah i yeah. think uh talking about responsibilities i mean for me it's it's like when you really enjoy what you do and you really enjoy what you enjoy I can say that, <laughs> and then um, it's 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 not a responsibility. It's it's a privilege, honestly. It's I feel proud to be part of this uh, amazing team. I mean, uh, just good things in a month and a half. The rest of the team is always working together, always giving you know ideas yes. and promoting the the hobby. And I really enjoy to do that. I mean, it's it's part of my personality. I mean, I don't know why, but people like to talk with me and like to you know share things and they ask me for advices things like that and i'm, I'm just really happy to do that I mean, it's, it's not like a i don't feel like a responsibility i just feel good i mean and talking about how i fly as long as i enjoy the time you know flying um, yeah. it's like a dose of adrenaline when i fly the adrenaline <laughs> in me you know after that relax yeah. me relax me you know clear yeah. my mind and sometimes i have you know stress because all my work and family stuff and whatever and then weekend i go fly when i go when as, as harder i fly as better i feel after you know what i'm saying cool man i feel yeah that's I feel awesome. awesome 
that relaxes me. That makes me feel happy. That makes me feel, um, you know, renovated. So it's not a responsibility. It's I feel proud and I feel that everything is going to go on better than better for sure. That's really cool, man. That's yeah, well put. Yeah. I'm also curious if you, um, if you're, if you put on, because I know Frank organizes an event um, at his, in his area every year. Do you guys, are, are there West Coast events that maybe I've not heard of before that you guys organize or are part of as, as being representatives of the brand? Yeah. Um, didn't have a chance to, to represent a brand yet on, a, on an event, but. Uh, um, you will this year. Yeah, I will for sure. I, yeah. I, I try to participate at every single event that I can go. Like I went to a lot, a lot on the East Coast. Um, yeah. Actually, I met Frank at uh, Torches. Uh, yeah, at, at, OH, at, at bash the, not, not OHP, but the first Winter Bash, right? Yeah. Which was that? Yeah. Uh, 2019, right? 2019, yeah. Yeah, 18, yeah. 18, yeah, yeah. 18. I remember because uh, I think you were the only guy out there with a Spectre. And I'm yes. like, oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. He <laughs> uh, was. So a, I think I, he came to Florida yeah, with a Spectre. I did a night flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a night flight, and I and I crashed. It was a spectacular crash at night. Too. Nice. The first time I was flying at night. Yeah. Flying so under the lights. But, yeah. Um, yep. But I, so, Paul. Well, yeah. Go to to. We have a couple good events here on the uh, in Washington State. Um, we the the Snohomish Funfly, I think it was the first Urcha certified whatever the the term is, yep. but uh, it's like a Urcha Urcha sanctioned. Um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know they still did that. I remember they used to do that in the past. Is that still a thing? Yeah, yep. yeah. So they did it. They did it two years ago. Last year it didn't happen because of of the COVID nineteen, but uh, uh, the the previous year happened and it was like oh man it's a, it's a very nice event it's a beautiful field get a view of the cascades and uh oh, very man. nice i love and that part uh, of the country i i need an excuse to go visit and i think a heli event is oh, man. Just, you you more than welcome to come yeah and i'm uh so next one that happens hopefully this year it happens uh i'm having a pig roast at home too because i uh my second oh damn we talking about food i am there <laughs> oh man yeah there's yeah. still a fat boy inside me i'll, I'll be there for the food <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and uh be careful so, frank you're gonna undo all your progress man <laughs> i i was i was heartbroken about uh rchn not happening anymore that that's a good good uh event to so, that was a great so event fun. yeah it's a shame there is no more rc Hilly nation i remember rc Hilly nation six like the last one but it was awesome oh he was there he was doing uh drag racing and all that stuff so it was fantastic yeah. That's so sad there is no more, right? I just, I think uh, uh, first time I went there, it was RC Heli Nation 3, I'm not mm -hmm. sure. But uh, it was, uh, Kylie, Kylie Stacy was flying there. And uh, first time I, I, I saw a three-bladed helicopter. So after I, I saw him flying, I get my first, that was my first 700. Of course, I wasn't ready to fly that monster. But uh, I just still get it. And uh, I flew like, I don't know, probably 10 to 15 flights, basically just hovering. But man, after that, I have an issue with the ESC. The ESC just shut down and I was kind of flying too high. And, uh, you know, it was a totally a mess. But, um, but yeah, that was my first 700. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So your first 700 was a three-bladed Cal Stacy edition? Yes. 
No? Correct. And it's, wow. And then, so the crash wasn't a nice one, was it? Was it? It was, it was a, it wasn't too bad, but basically I was just still hovering that thing, but I was like a 30, 30 feet high oh. and uh, the, the EST just shut down and uh, I, I, I didn't know how to do an auto, so yeah. the helicopter went down. Like, it was boom, boom, frame, you know. And not really. The boom survived. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> not really. The boom survived. We were basically the the, the landing gears and uh, blades and uh, you know some other parts. Oh, that was a cheap crashing. Huh? Yeah. That, that, that was a cheap crashing. <laughs> <laughs> um, in general before, terms yeah boom blades yeah that's yeah that's that about. was a, that was a cheap crash honestly yeah but but it still hurts so i realized uh, i wasn't <laughs> ready for that for that monster yet but um then i went for a 550 size basically that was that was a really nice trainer helicopter i remember it was an align align uh, uh-huh. 550 and um i learned a lot in that helicopter because that that helicopter you know took my fear off then um after that, I get the Proto 700, and I, I was basically ready to deal with 700s. And I flew nice. the, the Proto's for a year and a half. And, uh, and in the process, when uh, Augie was teaching me a lot of things, I, I crashed that thing, and I decided to go for the Spectre. So I didn't feel bad, because I found the helicopter I really loved. So after I crashed the Proto's, I get the Spectre, and I was like, yes, this is what I want to fly. Now, I've, I've been trying to tell Javier this, that you know, I have a Kraken and I have a Spectre and I fly the Spectre way more than I fly the Kraken. I, I love well, everything about it. Um, and you know, it's, it's funny you said you know, earlier that it was a second ago that you, uh, you, you got the fear out of you. The very first time yeah. that I spooled up the, the, the Spectre, it was the very first time I spooled up a 700 and I was at a park near my house just kind of giving it a once over test. Wow. And I took, I took it up. And my, my heart was pounding. I mean, I've been flying for years at this point. Now, this was actually just last year that this happened. I've been flying for like eight years. When I, when I took the 700 up for the first time, it scared the shit out of me. And I had to, I had yeah. to bring it down because my hands wouldn't stop shaking. Oh, yeah. You have to respond to the ones, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got that, uh, the fear out of the way because, you know, I've, I've, crashed, the, uh, I've crashed it now. And it's, uh, I feel like I can, you know, that... I don't know what you want to call it, but that, uh, you know, the, the way that you treat a helicopter before you dive it into the ground and then the way you treat it for every flight after that. And so I find I've yeah. reached that point and now I can yeah. beat the shit so, out of it. <laughs> now you're not afraid to kill it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to kill him every time they go up in the air now. I, I think I owe it to raw to beat them senseless to see what they're made of. I think it's my, it's my duty as a, as a team pilot, a team manager to beat the piss out of them. Until they can't be, there's no recognition of them. I think that's part of my job. So I, I, I work really hard at doing that. If the main shaft is as strong as I think it is, you should hold like a bounty to see if anyone can, can bend the main shaft on a crash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, Chris broke, uh, Chris, my partner, and, you know, co- other team manager, he actually broke the, the, joke, the yoke on it, the head block on it. Clean off. Yeah. Wow. He hit, he hit, you were there, right, Mark? Did, he hit, a, did he hit a rock or something? Oh, I I, I saw Augie doing it too. Like he was doing a um, um, oh, yeah. barrel yeah. roll and then just like he hit the, the head on the ground. Like yeah. I remember. <laughs> remember that moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's, it's very hard. You have to really crash super hard, super hard to bend the yeah. main shot on the on the specter. Yeah. I think I think the frame sites would give up before the, the, the main shaft would. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, Paul, you were saying about the events, another event that is really, really fun to go. And I went last year to uh, Ken Marshall's uh, Ranch Fun Fly in Northern California. And the oh, that's going to be good. Ones. Yeah. Oh, my I God. I want to go to that. That I want to go to that such one a good event. Yeah. And a bunch of good wineries close by too. So it just, it just oh, out of board. Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. Do they have a day this year or not yet? Um, I, I don't know. I think that well, so this year that didn't happen. Um, it was about a year ago, right? I think mm -hmm. it was the first year that they did. Yeah, it was the first. It was it was right when they used to do the the Las Vegas one. They did it there instead of in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've met a bunch of like a lot of very good uh, good people there. <laughs> Had a great time. Yeah, yeah, a great time. I got crashed at a day one day. <laughs> oh, nice! What did you do? What did you do during that? I cra I crashed in a, I crashed the Spectre. That's what, when I crashed it into concrete, and um, okay. it was six, sixty-seven dollars and sixty cents to to fix it, oh, yeah. not including. <laughs> That's the yeah. funniest. It's it crash should be it's, bad, but it's so great to see how cheap they are too. To get, I was, to get I, was back. So, I was so annoyed that I I thought my crash was including blades, which I was buying at full price. Uh, I thought my crash was one hundred and thirty dollars or one hundred and forty dollars, which would have been essentially you know fifteen bucks worth of worth of Spectre parts and the rest in blades. Um, but when I was fixing it uh, like a month ago, I noticed that I had bent the screw out of the swash plate. And there's, that's like a $50, you know, $50 part just because mm -hmm. I couldn't, um, I couldn't replace, I couldn't replace just the inner ring or anything. Uh, it was just, it was really, it was really annoying. Um, so I ended up spending, my crash ended up costing 200% uh, more than I thought because of that one. <laughs> I <bent the> screw. <laughs> um, so you couldn't get the, cause I, I, I had a crash too that I, I managed to just change a part of the swash plate, which is one of the things that I love about it too, because you don't have to get the whole swash plate. Um, so actually, you know, now that you mentioned that, is there a trick to, get to separating those two pieces? Because before yeah. I, before I thought like uh, that, I, before I thought I hadn't, uh, let me say that, say that correctly, uh, before I realized what I had bent and what I had broken, I thought I could just replace the ring. Uh, how do you, you actually you separate can. the two? Yeah, so how do you actually they, separate those two pieces? So it has, it has uh, green Loctite between that outer bearing and the, and the, outer part, so the, the three-prong part of the swash plate has, uh, it has a, a Loctite there. So you just heat up with a heat gun. Um, and then if you, if you, if you don't have a, a Arbor Press, I would highly recommend going to Harbor Freight and getting one. I got one. Um, yeah. I agree with him completely. Awesome, yeah. And okay. it's like 50 bucks and you're, you're going to find so many uses for it. Um, and you're going to save yourself a lot of bearings when you need to pull them off. So then once you do that, it's like a, you, the heat is going to basically break up the, 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 um, the Loctite. And then you just, you just uh, put some, like something that is a little bigger than the, it's just touching the, the outer part of the, that bearing and you push it a little bit and it pops out. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. To, that's good to know. Yeah. Because I, 
I realized that you could buy the two pieces after I already ordered the full swash plate on that. But next time, uh, in case that happens again, uh, I'll keep that in mind. Because uh, unfortunately, yeah. I had to buy the, or I bought the $50 one um, yeah. just because so I could get it up in the air. And now I know that that was the wrong move. So excellent. Thank you. So you can you, you use exactly the same trick for, or the, exactly the same procedure for the um, one way bearing on the, on the hub. So it's the same idea. Uh, heat up and then uh, you just push it a little bit with the with the arbor press and just pops out and then you're done. Gotcha. You can clean it yeah. and then put a lock back again. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, that's the way to go. When I when I try to <clears throat> take off a screw, seems I'm using red Loctite. It's just heat up with uh, not exactly a heat gun, but you can use those little torches and heat mm -hmm. it up, and that is gonna help a lot. Yep. I do that on that online too. Oh man, it's uh, so. How many flights do you guys go through a week on average a year? Oh, I I almost got five hundred last year. Oh wow, wow. that's a lot. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot. I have a hold on. I have a handy handy, insanely complicated interlinked series of spreadsheets that will tell me exactly how much I'm flying. <laughs> Um, yeah. See, for me, it's, it's weird. It comes in, in bursts. And I think, you know, Javier is the same way just because of the weather. But um, I'll fly, you know, there was one weekend, I think I mentioned that I, I flew 50 flights in a weekend. And that, that, yeah, that doesn't, that wow. doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to me very often. I mean, that's like a two, two times a year kind of thing. Um, I, I choose to, I can fly smaller helicopters near the house, but I choose to drive the 35, 40 minutes to the field uh, to fly the 700s. So that limits the time I can fly as well. But I think I got like if I counted everything, I think I got 300 flights plus last year. Yeah, um, that's about the, as much as I fly too. Here we go. Yeah, 380 flights, actually 381 flights last year. Guys, you fly a lot. I mean, I wish to have the time to. Fly every Sunday, much. I fly every yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I flew. I mean, I fly. We fly every every weekend, uh, either uh, Saturday or Sunday. And um, usually I go for like four to six flights. That's it. And uh, weekdays, I'm completely off. I have no time. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't fly much, to be honest. Not, not like the amount of flights you do, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, during I mean, the summer, when I can fly after work, I'll, I'll probably get like two or three flights Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think it'll be what I can usually get out early, a little bit early or not so late. So, yeah, I'll fly during this, uh, the summer months after work as well. Oh, yeah, nice. that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Um, so, uh, uh, Javier, you had, had this whole conversation started when you asked about the, about the equipment, right? Yep. All right. Don't don't tell me you're also a V-control guy. <laughs> I, I am. I am. But oh, <laughs> come on, come on. Let, let me drop the mic. Let me drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I do. Um, I you know I tried. I, I almost actually changed to to Jetty recently. Um, and uh, Jetty, Jetty. Yeah. The only reason why I didn't change is because I was too lazy to 
<laughs> move everything to another one. That's you know that's a reason I can re I can respect that I can respect that reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I, you know I I like um, I like the control. I tried. Um, so I have a friend uh, Daniel here, and he had, he flies um, flies with Spirit and and Gropner and really really nice setup too. I like it. Um, I I do like the fact that. You know the new is all in one unit and it's fewer things to break you know fewer things to repair. um in motors i i use um a line on my photos because i think it's a good cheap motor to to fly when you like that i always have one one laying around and I use um, Scorpion on on my Spectre, Scorpion forty five thirty. Big boy Scorpion motor. 200. Yeah, and Scorpion two hundred on big... as DSC. Yeah. The reason nice. why I really like Scorpion is uh, is the adaptive timing for the motors. That uh, that makes a big difference. It's um, especially on maneuvers that you the torque varies a lot. Like uh, you're doing like uh, fast TikToks or, or um, um, pure wedding TikToks. Those, the torque is varying so much on a motor that uh, uh, constant timing is gonna, is gonna hurt your performance on the motor. So, um, we do also adaptive timing on our ESCs at work as well. So um, that's why I really, I really like to use the uh, Scorpion ESCs because you don't have to timing mapping. They just timing automatically. And uh, I never have an issue with the Scorpion. Not, not shutdowns, not uh, uh, overcurrent, nothing like that. I mean, uh, I think my record on, on how many uh, amps I pull on a ESC, Scorpion ESC, it's... Uh, 245, 246, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's the most I can get. Those are rookie numbers, man. You get to step those numbers up. I mean, yeah, you can do it. 246? Yeah, I mean, you can do it. You can do it. I mean, but you need to. I know, I'm kidding. The, the most I ever get is at two. It's a 225. The most how did you even, I'm, I'm sorry. How does this even work? Like, how, how do you pull that many amps? Like, what, what maneuver do you have to do to pull that many amps? Uh, what oh, a big funnel. Or, yeah, big bonus or oh, so it's uh, not a spike. It's like it's a sustained. Yeah, yeah. Over speeds, over speeds sometimes. Yeah, uh, over speeds are speed, nice. Uh, yeah, over speeds generally pull when you recover from the over speed. When you recover, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just started just tracking my telemetry when I switched to Spirit. Uh, or sorry, mm -hmm. when I switched to Jetty, because uh, I did that this past year. And beforehand, I, I really didn't have telemetry, so I didn't know any of this stuff. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you my maximum amp draw because it's embarrassing. What, what, no, but. tell us what you're at. What is it? No, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not, I'm not doing it. 150? If it's, if it's, it's, yeah, let's go with 150. Respect... Let's, let's do that. Let's do 150. That's a respectable, that's a respectable number. It wasn't yeah. 150. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I Just think the max, the max I've ever pulled is like 140, 142, something like that. That's not bad. Good. You're, you're good for, you're but good I was for trying to like I because I, I was looking at the numbers, you know, and looking at then looking at my ESC and being like, surely there's something wrong with the telemetry value. Uh, so I was trying to like, you know, pull as many amps as I could at, at once. And when I when I hit the 140. So I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how I would fly to be able yeah. to do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, just in a regular flight. Yeah, um, basically, 
collective management, sorry, uh, collective management is what is going to give you uh, more arms. It's like, uh, for example, well, Augie, if, Augie flies if you super mess hard. it up, right? But if you yeah, Augie, it up, Augie right? flies super hard. Mm -hmm. He can pull like a three over 300 uh, milliamps. And wow. then it's good, but he just do super hard stops. And then yeah. it's like, Mark well, I, mean, said, I know the idea is not to draw as that, that many amps, but you know, I, I just thought that I would have run into it at some point on accident. Right. And uh, nope, I had to actually try several times very hard in order to pull 140 amps. Um, well, you, uh, I, you know, head speed makes a big difference. Head speed, yeah. Right, right, right. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't spend my blades anywhere close to what you guys are doing. Yeah. Well, I actually don't fly. I, I fly at 20, 2050 is my happy head speed. So, oh, okay. Um, well, I'm just talking uh, about you, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah uh, I have 2400. Crazy, crazy man over here. I have 2400 on bank three on my Spectre. 20, what? 2400? What's, what is the safe limit on that? Like, what's, what's the <laughs> uh, blades will fall off speed on the Spectre? Dude, have you seen the size of that main shaft? I'm not, I think, you know, keep it under well, three grand. I'm just curious, though. Like, there's, there's an upper, there's got to be, there's an upper limit yeah, somewhere. Yeah, someone yeah. has, yeah. has flown the blades off. Well, how fast do you have to go? Uh, I think yeah, 3,000. Anything over 3,000. Grip, yeah. I think it's probably 3,000 sustained, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Easily. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, but um, you don't want to fly it at that that speed right you want to fly a little there bit. is a limit because you have to uh probably not worry about the head but uh keep an eye on your tail uh yeah, just blew yeah. off uh my monstro tail at Ircha. it was the loudest <laughs> awesome. the loudest uh over speed i never made i went <laughs> way way high and i was like, let's see what happens and i just stopped the heli the heli just make uh, I don't know if I should say a horrible or a beautiful noise. It was just like a so the tail started shaking like crazy. At the point I just lost my tail. It blew off. Yeah. You should see the, the bearings on the tail. The bearings literally explode. So I mean it was kind of cool, but it's it's not uh, it's not smart. I mean you don't have to really make a lot of noise to make your helicopter look good. So I discovered recently I can fly, you know, mellow, smooth, and still it's going to look good. So not necessarily you have to do a lot of noise to make your helicopter looks good. And you don't have to pull a lot of amps. You know, that doesn't going to make you uh, the best pilot or better pilot. But it's oh, the control. Yeah, you yeah right. If you, if you, uh, if you, you know, poorly, poorly manage your collective, you're going to pull a whole lot more than yeah. um, amps than you should doing any given maneuver. Um, but it doesn't. It does amaze me that you know you've been able to pull two hundred and fifty. I just didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, I well, yeah. There was a fun flight that Augie was flying and actually placing bets on on the number that he would show up. At didn't day. he shut down a, a Contronics uh, cool? Uh, two hundred cool. Did he yeah. did once? Yes. yes, he did. Yeah, that's like the AC. You shouldn't be able to shut down, and Augie did. Uh, first, time, first time you you watch uh, Augie flying, it's it's completely intimidating. No matter if you have experience on the hobby, if you've been flying, you know, for years in the hobby, just if you stand behind him, it's like a, at some point you really have to be right behind him because you feel that that fear that that you know it's intimidating. It's it's it's. No, I'm it's behind the car. I'm behind the car. <laughs> <laughs> 
so so I know I I know a lot of the stories. So JJ, can you tell us uh, what it's like to have to tell Augie to land because his battery's dying because he doesn't hear the. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically, no. I, I am the, the, the official timer. Official. Wait, is that timer. is that why he is that why he invented the? Um, oh, never mind. The X card, the X card with the buzzer doesn't do that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the thing oh. is, like, when he just got into the mood and he started to go crazy, he just lost the sense of the time most of the time, and then he needs someone to, you know, warn him and say, "Hey, Augie, watch your battery. Watch your battery," because he's like, "Huh? Huh? Huh?" it's funny because i seen him i heard it on live videos right yeah and it is like that it it's uh jj screaming at at augie yeah to to land and it's funny it's just funny shit it's just you can't you can good times yeah, I remember. We should invent, we should invent a little, a little zap pad on the on the radio, and then it just kind of like you know when the timer is up, instead of vibrating, it just like it literally zaps you, so you just kind of like you really wake up and go and and land, start zapping you. Uh, the but doesn't work all the time. <laughs> For me, it's like uh, like I'm just really focused on what I'm doing, and like I I lost the, you know that feeling vibration on my hands, and I just want to keep going. Yeah. I I, I am obviously joking, JJ. I was just thinking about, yeah. about like a, a way to wake you up. Just no, we just want we just, we just want to torture you when you're flying. Yeah, I just want to torture you. Yeah, like yeah. Nah, you never do that. You never do. That. <laughs> uh, it is super fun to fly with Marco. Marco and I is like uh, we are super nice friends. We are just taking care of each other. That's not Both fun. Times. I want to hear some of the. I want to hear some of the good drama. Oh, you, won't, yes. you, won't hear, you won't hear that, Frank, honestly. Or what do you say, Marco? Oh, no. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, there are some days that we get a little, a little too excited and start dancing and shaking our ass while flying. What's the nice, that nice uh, Latin, Latin music, like, you know, yeah. Brazilian, Listen to little Brazilian samba. Oh, yeah, yeah Brazilian yeah. samba all the time, man. And, uh, <laughs> Some that's Mexican awesome music too is awesome man the i love to do uh, fly, to. fly to music yeah i love to do that the, the music inspired me to go crazy or or mellow yeah i get a little too excited and uh forget to um forget to check my canopy as i did with my evil and my oh <laughs> i didn't oh man that I was awesome oh no did I you shred, did you shred your evil canopy yeah, man, I didn't secure the canopy properly. Doesn't it have? Doesn't uh, it have magnets? It does. Well, so so that magnets weren't they weren't on right. That's why that they were not we, wrong. Yeah. So here's what I did. Here's what what the dumbass here did. Uh, I put I <laughs> the, put the guy back. with the the guy would you have a doctor right uh yeah yes uh, but you know oh, yes, that, that doctor, doctor per- dumbass that, that that doesn't preclude his stupidity you know like um so i i put i put the my my uh backup power right next to it so i don't forget to turn it on right but that's my mistake because i should put a, one that just turns on by by itself but to start with then that's close to the canopy. And what actually does it is like, it pushes the canopy slightly out. So then the, the magnet is not fully mounted. And, you know, 
I, I've been meaning to fix it and I don't fix it. I'm just getting too excited <laughs> flying the helicopter and just like, oh man, this is so awesome. And then JJ just put some Samba playing and I yeah. start flying the, the, the Evo on Samba. That was epic. Oh my God, man. I start pushing that thing hard, hard, hard. And suddenly just like, you know, the canopy just comes off. There's no, nothing you can, yeah. you can do, you know. Um, and uh, I just didn't assemble it right. Uh, since then, I assembled it right and put my, my power supply in, a, in the right place. And uh, my, my backup power. And I flew harder than that. And nothing happened with the canopy. The canopy was just like right there all the time. Yeah. There. Um, but don't <laughs> that you you I if you want me to crash, put some samba and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna crash for sure. That was a really epic moment because I remember I was I was just recording, uh, you know, filming that that flight. And uh, I mean, Marco was just doing great, super nice flight. And then I was just not really watching with my eyes. I was watching over the screen on the, on the cell phone. And um, the good thing we were using a, a tripod. So it was super easy to follow the helicopter. And then suddenly I, I just saw like a boom, something just exploded. And I was like, oh no, Marco just, his helicopter exploded in the air. But at the same time, I just keep watching the helicopter still flying around. And I was like, okay, let's just keep recording. So I took the whole video with the uh, canopy explosion and everything. And at the end of the flight, I'm like, yes, that's how you do, Marco. He was so happy. He was with a big, big smile on yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I'm not the person that you want uh, doing the pre-check on your helicopter. Um, I have, yes, yeah. I have some wonderful experience in not doing pre-flight checks and bolts and random pieces of equipment flying off of my helicopter in flight. I think I've learned uh, my lesson. But yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I have to. I need to get a better, a better uh, pre-flight uh, check routine. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's it's um, it's a fun hobby for sure. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's it's been about it's approaching two hours. I don't want to keep you guys too late. Um, but I, I did have just a couple final questions uh, about you know mainly since we've been talking about your involvement with Excel Power mainly like what. What are, what are the things, now that you're new, new members of this team, what, what are some of the, I guess for each of you, uh, the goals that you have for this year uh, in regards to your affiliation with the team? Ooh, that's a good question. I want to hear this. Hmm. <laughs> I'm asking all of these questions for Frank. He, he's, he's slipping me things to, to, yeah. to gauge. No, actually, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> not at all. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have a few. Uh, I have a few maneuvers that I want to master this year, and I want to prepare some uh, some uh, music routines for for Urchin. So I've been working hard on those. Uh, oh, fun! A uh, yeah. couple maneuvers that I've been working on. Uh, in fact, it's like this week I'm like super in super good mood because I. Uh, I I actually managed to do it. So backwards rolling uh, rolling circles. Uh, that I've been working on. Nice. Um, and yeah, I, I can actually do it now at a, at a height that you can see the helicopter. <laughs> oh. Uh, and, uh, and the other one that the other one that I that I'm working on is a um, I think so Khan does that a lot and I love it. It's so you do this uh, it's like a hurricane. So you have really steep angle. 
Yeah. Um, let's say you're doing it. Uh, let's say you're doing counterclockwise tail first, right? So mm -hmm. counterclockwise disc in, and then so you're you're doing like forward elevator, right? Um, so you tighten it, and then you flip, and you continue nose, and then you kind of like you continue doing elevator flips along the along the uh, the hurting. So you're kind of like doing forward flipping um, hurricane. That's a really hard maneuver, but it looks amazing, amazing. And uh, it can kind okay. of yeah, do yeah, it. I see, I see them do that. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I, those are my goals for, the, for, for this year maneuver-wise. Um, and, you know, hopefully we have a very, a very fun, exciting, um, like, set of flights at, at Urchat you know, representing the brand. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. You know, in fact, I'm actually booking my, my trip for, for Urcha tonight, so. Um, nice, I need to do that too. Yeah, for me, it's like talking about maneuvers. Uh, I wanna master all, all the pure stuff. I think I got done pretty much done on the simulator, but I wanna just bring it to the real life. Uh, like whatever you can imagine, like, uh, pair of flips, pair of, pair of TikToks, and uh, pair of hurricanes. In fact, I'm I'm start bringing those uh, pair of hurricanes to real life, and I think I'm doing not too bad, right, Marco? So um, yeah, yeah, no, you, so, so uh, I I would say you're done with it now. Or screws. Um, I want to go, you know, inverted, you know, facing skid skids uh, in, so facing me. And um, and uh, but basically, I I just really want to polish my 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 Pure stuff, like whatever you can imagine, you know, pure loops or pure things, whatever pure. And then, um, so yeah, and um, let's see what else. What is this come? I really don't like to plan too much. I like to, you know, sometimes uh, when you are really obsessed to get a maneuver, it is it's it's harder. So I prefer just let the maneuver come along. So, but other than that, one of my goals is just. Um, um, go and be part of the events in California and of course all the local events like uh, you know for, for sure it's not home, the homish fan flight since it's over over home field and um Otello I cannot wait for that that fun fly it's super cool hopefully we will have the upper left coast uh, fun fly it happens two years ago it was super nice event to be the first one we got like uh, over 50 pilots and it was such a nice event. So hoping to uh, that that event happens again. So yeah, and for sure, doing my best. You know, supporting people around me, and uh, you know, represent my team. You know, with proud and work hard for the team for sure. Very cool, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Frank, yeah, was there um, was there anything we, you wanted to add? I don't know. Uh, no, I think I think we covered them pretty well. You know, uh, I would agree. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, it's been a great episode, actually. Thank you guys cool. for coming on in on with us. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, we really appreciate it, guys. It's uh, it's always good to hear um, perspectives, you know, from from different walks of life and from different uh, different backgrounds. And um, we always love having. I mean, I, I personally always love having um, sponsored pilots come on and, and talk about you know, relationships with the brand and the way the kind of the the behind the scenes stuff works that the average uh, browser of, of Heli Freak might not know. So, so again, thank you guys so much for coming on. And I hope that we get to run into each other at an event. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this year, we can hope this year.
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. we, fingers crossed. We're we're gonna. Yeah, Urcha, Urcha. We're yeah, all yeah, gonna meet up on Urcha. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely sure. okay. So I I can I can commit to Urcha. I, I don't know if I can commit to any of, the, any of the other ones, but Urcha I can I can make happen. You can try to see it. Yeah. yeah I'll see yeah. you guys. It's it's great. All right. Well, and um, if that uh, if that does it from Javier and from uh, from Frank, if you guys don't have any more questions, I think we can probably call it call it a night. Sounds good. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us again for another episode. Um, uh, JJ and Marco, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank uh, you, really good conversation. And I uh, look forward to speaking with you guys in the future. So everyone have a good night, and we'll see you next time. Cool. See you next time. Yeah. Later. Later.